0: Welcome back to The Risk Report with Roman the Stoic. Today is Friday. Fucking, what day is it today? May 14th. Um, Tomorrow we have the UFC 262. I'm going to go ahead and get right into it today. Uh, Tomorrow we have the main event, Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler. UFC 262 going down May 15th. Starts at 10 p.m. Um, Definitely going to be tuning in. And uh, this is for the lightweight belt. This is for the lightweight uh, championship belt in the UFC that Khabib fucking had had retired from. So it's all open, right? The belt's been open, um, <clears throat> and these are the guys that are going to fight for it. You know, it's a little. In, in my opinion, they probably should have given given the shot to D- uh, Dustin Poirier or Gaethje. Um, but they're definitely going to be contenders for that belt for whoever wins it tomorrow. Um, if you want to go ahead and get right into it and and, and kind of look into the fight, give out my predictions. My prediction is going to be either first or second round KO or submission Go goes to Charles Oliveira. My, I, I believe Charles Oliveira is going to win this um, just in terms of the style of fighters, these two styles of fighters that are going to go at it tomorrow. Um, yeah, that's what I'm seeing. He's got – Charles Oliveira got a 74-inch reach. Michael Chandler got a 71-inch reach. Um, and, you know, uh, Michael Chandler has been fighting in the Bellator. He's he he's, uh, was the champion at Bellator for a long time, defended it numerous times. But his style is so wild. His style is just like running at you, keeping the pressure on you, throwing wild, wild hooks. Um, But I've seen him get caught in, in several of his fights, right? And with a guy like Charles Oliveira, very – Tactical, very strategic in how he throws. You know, they want to bring up the fact that he's got the most submissions uh, and the most stoppages in the UFC in that division. Um, but he can he can knock people out too, right? He's got devastating knees, devastating elbows, great punches, great kicks. Um, I I predict that he's going to catch Chandler. That's my personal prediction. Um, because when you look at it and when you look at these two fighters, that's, that's what I see, you know, is the guy that's, I just see Chandler fucking running at him, swinging for the fences and Oliveira's is going to catch him. He's going to catch him first or second round. I'm calling that now. I don't have very good predictions, obviously from the last fight, last couple fights, right? Uh, the Usman fight. Um, <clears throat> but I wasn't terribly far off. As to what would happen, I knew Usman was going to win that. Um, and then the co-main event, right? But let before I go to the co-main event, we'll stick to this main event because this is a this is a pretty crazy one. It's for an open belt, right? It's for a belt that that personally I think Dustin Poirier should probably have. Um, but again, we're going to be seeing Dustin Poirier versus McGregor finalize that trilogy. Finalize the outcome of this this you know this battle that we had between Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. Um, So it's crazy to think that whoever's whoever gets the belt tomorrow is probably gonna contend and defend it um, versus the winner of the Dustin Poirier or, or McGregor fight. So McGregor could potentially be totally getting a title shot soon, sooner rather than later. Um, But who else? You got Justin Gates ranked number two, right? They got the, the guys that are ranked number three, number four, fighting for the belt. <clears throat> when you got a top, you know, when you got a number one and number two contender just sitting, right? I mean, Gaethje just had a fight, so he's probably, you know, the timing didn't work out for him. Dustin Poirier took the Conor McGregor fight. Timing didn't work out for him. Um, you know, but they're, they're definitely going to be fighting for that belt. If not, if not after this win, after the next, you know, uh, and so forth, those are the, those are going to be the top contenders going for that belt. And, um, yeah, interesting time with UFC. Interesting time with that. I believe Charles Oliveira is going to be the new lightweight, lightweight champion for sure. Um, and Michael Chandler's still going to be able to have a great career in the UFC because he just came in. Right. And then people give him a lot of slack for that. That, oh, he just came in uh, to the UFC and he's getting the title shot after one knockout of Dan Hooker. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I get that but the guy's also been fighting for years and years and he's been in the Bellator just dominating that and so it was a, a no-brainer to move over to the UFC when the timing was right for him and and start dominating in this division, you know. Um even if he doesn't win tomorrow, he's still probably going to get another shot at that belt. He's still going to be fighting some other top contender guys and and you know, probably he's probably going to have a good career in the UFC. Um, and it's hard too because I'd like to see a guy like my Michael Chandler win, a guy that comes out from the Bellator like that, a guy that trains down here in South Florida, right? So this is representing home turf. Um, Deerfield Beach specifically. So very close, very home turf for for Michael Chandler over here and, and for us fans to want to root for this guy. But as far as the styles and everything and what I see. Uh, I think I think Oliveira is just a different, different guy. And when you look at the champions, they are way different, right? They're just way different from the rest of the division. Yeah, when you look at a guy like kamaro Usman, Israel Adesanya, right? Uh, Francis Nugganawa, Um, you know, now potentially Charles Oliveira, I think. Uh, all stylistic. they have their style, they have their power, they have finishes, they've been... You know, just dominating, right? Um, Charles Oliveira is coming off of a dominating streak. Um, So yeah, it's interesting. I'm I'm excited to watch this fight again. I'm always excited to watch these fucking UFC and MMA matches. Um, and I love sharing that interest again, Um, and and you know, searching for that interest again, and and. And to my own life and just getting healthier and, and working out and, you know, wanting to be as, as uh, on the physical, you know, as peak as I could be. That's what I admire from these people is they train so hard. You know, this is their job. That's what they do is they fucking train. They work out. They they grapple all day. They fucking wrestle all day. They learn submissions all day. They throw hands all day um, until it's time, you know, a couple times a year maybe twice a year they'll fucking go at it, right? And you're just training for these fucking for these fights. So <clears throat> in my standpoint, you know, it's just it's been nice to find that interest again in, in this type of sport and combat sports. And um and just admit to the world that I am a huge fan of this shit. You know, I've I've been a huge fan of this stuff since I was a young kid. And um yeah, love love to watch it. Love to watch it. Love to watch the kickboxing, the Glory kickboxing, and of course UFC. Um. So yeah, and so let's move on to the co-main event. The co-main event is going to be Tony Ferguson versus uh, Benil Dariush. Now that one, that one I see going the distance. That one I see going the distance, being a bloody fight, um, being a real intense fight. You know, Tony Ferguson is coming off of a loss to Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira. This is where you see the difference um, in 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 guys, right? Like when you look at a number five guy and you pin him up against a number three guy, sometimes they'll be really outmatched, right? And uh, it's it's crazy that only a small divide of ranking like that really. You know, the top three guys, one, two, three, and the champ are are a whole different level. And it seems like four and five are getting there, and then six through 10 in most divisions, in most combat sports. It's like a whole different, it's like a whole different division, you know, a whole different tier of of fighter that you're going against. These top guys, they're just something else, right? They're reflexes, they're, they're, their skill their intellect and in, in fighting wise is is uh you know you can't match that so for, but for Tony Ferguson going against Benil Dariush now that's going to be a crazy battle that's going to be a battle because Tony Ferguson is not a guy that gives up um so he I see this one go in the distance four plus rounds for sure um whereas I see the Oliveira Michael Chandler going first second round just because of how wild Chandler throws now i could be wrong Chandler could come out there and 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 really take his fucking time and pace it and not look for those not look for the kill like he does and <clears throat> not leave himself open because the the problem with the Chandler thing is when i see him going in for the kill he's very open and he usually gets hit with a couple shots on the way in right cuz he just runs at you throws punches and if he's in there he's going to take you down or just throw another hook, right? Um, which he's very good at throwing. These hands, he's very good at rushing, switching stances so that he's at you and he can he can clip you, right? Rather than a real crazy windup, he just kind of rushes and starts punching. Boom! Hits you in the cage, grabs you, takes you down, right? Um, but Oliveira, that's a different guy. He's lanky. He's fast. He's uh, he's Taller than than Michael Chandler, he's got a significant reach. He uses his legs quite a bit, so he could totally be using a front leg to really keep Chandler away. Um, yeah, that's how I see that fight going. The Tony Ferguson Benil Dariush fight. Now Benil Dariush, he's knocked out some guys. He can throw hands too. He, you know, he looks like he looks like somebody's dad out there, right? Like he he, he goes out there, he really. Wouldn't think he'd fucking be capable of whooping so much ass, right? But uh, but he can bang. <clears throat> so this is gonna be a great one. And and it's also a lot on the line for Tony Ferguson, right? Um the three the three loss fight streak that he's got, the you know, just just getting older in the division, just losing. This is gonna be his last real chance to like stay in that top five. Because if he's number five and he loses to this guy who's ranked number nine, this is not going to be a good one for him. Um, So he's got a lot on the line for this, and uh, he's fighting with the fans now back. Who knows what that's going to do to him as well? Um, And yeah, he's the one who really sparked up the most in the press conference, right? He was the one who was asking Dana for for pay bonuses. He was the one. you know, calling out Benil Dariush out. And uh yeah, he's he's uh you know, giving that more entertainment aspect to this fight where everyone else is pretty much like, yeah, he's good, he's very good, I'm gonna be better. Um, but yeah, you know, that's pretty much what everyone everyone was saying. As uh respect to everybody, they're good, they're good. Uh we'll see what happens, right? But fucking Tony Ferguson's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock you out. I'm gonna knock you. Yeah, I'm gonna slam you. I'm gonna slam you like I did my student. <laughs> oh, there's like and if you look at all these videos and shit if you go on like, you know, YouTube and and you go on um on uh any of those MMA fights or like any of the press conference stuff or any of that, um everyone's just commenting uh, like Tony Ferguson's the type of guy and then they go off and and say some shit like Tony, Tony Ferguson's the type of guy to tell the ref to protect himself at all times and shit. And like, you know, just, just stupid stuff. Like Tony Ferguson's the type of guy to break his students rib because he, because he made him do it, (laughs) which apparently he did. All right. You know, which is kind of a dick move. Tony's the type of guy to hug himself after the press conference. Yeah. I mean, they're all over the place. Tony's the type of guy to make us all watch UFC 262. Tony's the type of guy that will ankle-pick a person with no legs. (laughs) Tony's the type of guy to persuade Oliveira to wear sunglasses inside so he trips on the cable so he can step into the fight for the title. That was a dumb one. Tony's the type of guy to take a few L's to show he's capable of anything, even losing. (laughs) Oh my God, they're just nonstop. They're relentless with the Tony. This is the type of guy. Tony's the type of guy to strangle you with a cordless phone. Oh my goodness. Yeah, a lot of Tony's the type of guy. Tony's the type of guy to give Dana Tony privileges. <laughs> Because he had said uh, he had called out Michael Chandler, and he's like, he's like, yeah, Michael Chandler's got fucking Dana White privileges. That's why he's being able to go after the belt. And I mean, there could be some validity to that, but um, but again, the guy's no joke either. The guy is a champion in his own right, and in, in another, you know, in another division in a whole nother league. So I think they're riding off of that too. But I think that the UFC also knows that this is going to be a dub for Oliveira and Oliveira is going to hold the fucking title. Um, Or I could be mistaken. Maybe they saw something in Chandler. They wanted to bring him in and they want him to be the face of fucking the lightweight. But, but at the end of the day, they're closing that fucking door in that cage and they're going at it. Um, not saying Michael Chandler can't knock Oliveira out. That could totally be a thing. But I definitely see it as someone's getting stopped that night, tomorrow night. It's going to be a first round, second round knockout or submission. I believe Oliveira is going to definitely get his hand raised tomorrow. Um, so yeah, excited about that fight. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is a super short one, probably my shortest podcast. Uh, but I just kind of wanted to go in here and talk about my predictions. Um, shout out to my homie Six Cardinal who came through. Uh, I haven't seen him in a bit, but he's in town visiting and and working on music. And yeah, we got to write a song together, and you know it was good, man. It was good because I I've been you know I've been feeling not in the game, and I think that's the same for a lot of recording artists out here. And musicians and people, you know, peers in my group and all that. People who make music, you know, it's been a while. We've been locked up. We've been we've been doing our own thing. We're getting older. Um, The places that we used to meet up to go perform and this and that are closed, and um, you know, it's just been harder to get in the rhythm of things and get into the 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 vibe of making music rather than just making music alone. There's this huge social aspect to it as well that really um, enhances your creativity, gives you, you know, the self-confidence, the confidence in your music and your work and your craft to kind of keep you going and keep you refreshed and keep you um, wanting to try more new things. And so uh, it was great to have the homie slide through. We worked on music for a couple hours. We chilled. We watched a ton of boxing, kickboxing. And um And we kicked it, man. So shout out to Six Card. Hopefully we'll be dropping a song soon. Um, Fire one at that. And yeah, again, thank you all for tuning in. Apologize for the short podcast. But next week we're definitely going to be having some longer forum podcasts. I'm going to be having some interviews. I believe my girl Crystal Turner is going to be joining us on Tuesday afternoon. And um like I said, six is down here. We're probably gonna do a, a another podcast with six, one with Drone, if not both of them together. They have a, a rap group called Two Weeks Notice, so that'd be great to have them on the podcast. And um, and yeah, just people from all over, right? I got a lot of a lot of my musician friends, artist friends are all <clears throat> stoked and excited to come through in the podcast. Um, we're just we're just working out scheduling. And, you know, I got buddies that work in all types of shit, real estate agents, you know, we got the finance guys, we got the the bankers, we got the fucking, you know, all over, right? Um, so I just want to get people in here of interest that are interested, that are, um, have advice to give without even really knowing that they have advice to give, right? Um, my buddy Tim with the pilot, that was a great one uh, having him on and, and, You know, him explaining his perspective and and that professional world and, you know, just great, great forum um, for people to talk to and and learn and open up and even at times reflect. And, you know, we come out of this like we'll sit here for an hour and a half and sometimes when I'm here doing them alone for like an hour, I'll sit here and I'll come out and I'll just feel like refreshed in the mind like i had just let out a lot of stuff that i had been keeping in for a minute or thinking about without really thinking about it and it's just it just becomes a form of therapy you know and and also you get to know <clears throat> a side of of your friends or or a side of my friends in particular that i didn't necessarily know and and um you know you're able to kind of peer into them a little bit a little bit easier and better so, thank you all for tuning in. This is the Risk Report episode number 46. Go ahead and fucking watch that UFC 262 tomorrow. It's going to be fire. It's going to be a fucking good one. Um, I mean, they got fights all fucking night, right? They got the early prelims starting at 6.30. They got the prelims starting at 8, which the prelims are going to be fucking crazy too. Um, And then the main card starts at ten. We've got one, two, three, four, four until the main event. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a longer one. I'm not sure if we're going to be seeing insane amounts of finishes. I think this most of them are going to go four-plus rounds or three-plus rounds. Um, yeah. And then following that, we're gonna have a Saturday, May twenty second. Looks like what is this? A Cody Garbrandt fight. Now that's gonna be a group good one for the bantamweight uh, main event. Rob Font versus Cody Garbrandt. Which it's been a while since we've seen Cody Garbrandt, so it's gonna be it's gonna be great to fucking have him fight. Yep. A lot of fights, man. I love that UFC is just constantly putting fights every week. You know, fight night in between a big fight, fight night in between a big fight, you know. Um, And even these fight nights are fucking big fights. I mean, the fact that we can go watch Cody, Cody Garbrandt versus Rob Font, you know, on ESPN Plus on May 22nd is that's fucking nice. I can chill at home on May 22nd and not even have to go anywhere or pay for the fucking fight. So, a lot of fights the the UFC 264 on July 10th, Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor and co is going to be Gilbert Burns versus Steven Thompson. Wow, now that's going to be an intense one. Cuz Burns is coming off of the loss of Usman. Um interesting. And uh, he's going against Wonderboy Thompson. So we'll see. You know, you look at the two guys comparatively. You would think that you would think that Gilbert Burns would just fucking dominate, but Stephen Thompson can bang too. Um, but Burns definitely looks like a fucking scary guy, doesn't he? Uh, wow! So that's gonna be a really crazy one. July tenth, Dustin Poirier, McGregor, Thompson versus Gilbert Burns. Incredible. Awesome. All right, everybody. I know I've been trying to close off and just keep on going, but this time's for real. Peace, motherfuckers.
1: I got no time to waste Contemplate on the moment that I'll be my fate Guess even death can come a little later I'm the stone to make your chisel break Time's fast and it's something to never hit the break Don't fuck with fakes and the shit they pull I'm too real You know that I don't deal with foes I'm too chill Living with some different rules that blow still Known to make your bitches drool, yeah Switching different schools at a young age. Turn me to a young sage, molded by the sun's rays. One day you see the story of fall, taking a hold of my soul and known for breaking the mold. Then packing the boat and getting all stone. Never been a rat or a mole, only counting platinum and gold. The stoic, you could tell from my tone. I could never be cloned, smelling like weed, cigarettes in my special cologne. Answer the phone to a British girl. I'm a wolf, all these other rappers, little dogs. Lit God with a class A hey, Scotch, work until I'm paid. Wop for the stages, I rock cocksucker. Joey Diaz will call me at any time of the night. And go, What's going on, cocksucker? I've in the black 328. bored in the trunk. So you know I'm always good to skate. Move some say Foolish ways in my early days. Turning great as my ashtray. BMW, you it at a fast pace. I'll be running through, never getting in last place. This cash pays everybody around me. Too wicked, just like the Crowley. Yeah, I ride around proudly. Sick lit, never get this shit with, reaching the fifth dip, quick from police till I'm screeching and shit. Call my lawyer and we pleading the fifth. Hot box, yeah, breathing the mist, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I wanna zip on your ass, but it's all bullshit because uh. the place of